welcome to our Halloween episode. Uh, I'm Maria. And I'm Jessica. And we have some kind of creepy stuff to talk about today, I would say. Yeah, you... welcome back and buckle up, I guess. <laughs> Best way to put it. Yep. Um, well, I think we have a few kind of creepy news stories to bring to you today. We're going to do a little spooky news segment. Um, do you want to start off with a story that you found that you sent me first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so came across this People article about an Iowa woman um, who claimed her dad was a serial killer and murdered up to 70 women. Um, and that And that she, as a child helped to bury the bodies i mean this was pretty i mean it certainly stood out for me this was uh quite a while ago but uh, basically the the article states authorities are investigating the allegations of a woman who says her now deceased father killed dozens of women that she helped bury on the family's iowa property speaking with newsweek lucy studi uh, I believe is how she says her name, says her late dad, Donald, uh, who died in 2013 at the age of 75, killed between 50 to 70 women, most of whom were sex workers, over the course of three decades. She alleges that as a child, she and her siblings were forced to help him dispose of the bodies in a well near Thurman, Iowa. I know where the bodies are buried, Lucy told the outlet. He would just tell us We had to go to the well, and I knew what that meant. Mm. Lucy alleges Donald would stab, shoot, or strike the heads of his victims inside of a trailer on their property. After the alleged killings, she said they would transport the bodies to the area of the well via a wheelbarrow during the hotter months and the toboggan in the winter, which is crazy. I mean, that's wild. Um, They would then cover them with dirt and lye. Uh, according to the outlet, every time I went to the well or into the hills, I didn't think I was coming down. I thought he would kill me because I wouldn't keep my mouth shut. Um, Fremont County Sheriff Kevin Eistrope, um said Lucy's claims are being investigated. We are actively investigating this and who wouldn't? I would hope that any sheriff's office in the state, if somebody came across something like this, would say, okay, we're going to investigate it. We have a scene, but we don't know whether it's a crime scene. We don't have victims or bodies. We don't have anything. Um, However, on Friday, two cadaver dogs detected the scent of human remains across four different sites on the property. Today told me that there... Today is the name of one of the cadaver dogs. Today told me there is the odor of human decomposition in the area. The dog's handler, Jim Peters, told the outlet. More work needs to be done to confirm that. I feel pretty good about what I saw from the dogs, but I'm not going to hang my hat on that. I really think there's bones down there. It's hard for me to believe that two dogs would hit in the exact same places and be false. We don't know what it is. The settlers were up there. There was an Indian country up there as well, but I tend to believe Lucy. Uh, According to the dogs, there's a very large burial site. So basically what they're saying is that... Mm -hmm. You know, there's there there could be um, you know native remains up there, um, you know from yeah. the Indian settlers, and so. But uh, what a perfect 
spot for him to just add to the mix, you know? Right, right, exactly. It was very I'm thinking. Let's see. She allegedly told authorities her dad, who died in 2013, would hunt for his victims some 40 miles away in the Omaha, Nebraska area and murder five or six women per year. That's one every two months. Oh, my God. Um, before dumping their bodies in or around the 90-foot deep well on their Iowa property. If we had had 70 missing persons from the Omaha Council Bluffs, we would have picked up on that. So if there are 70 people, they're right. not all from around here. Right. Um, Lucy tried to alert teachers, church leaders, and law enforcement, but her claims were not investigated by authorities. No one would listen to me. The teacher said family matters should be handled as a family, and law enforcement said they couldn't trust the memory of a child. I was just a kid then, but I remember it all. Ugh. I mean, that's kind of a... That's, I feel like that's such a typical yep. response from law enforcement regarding anything that really a child would say is like, oh, this is a family matter. It's a domestic thing. You know, it should be handled, you know, within the family. And then it's like, you know, then we, you know, get to 2022 and, you know, <laughs> then, yep. you know, we're, you know, we, we have like a real investigation here. It's like, what, what is it going to take sometime? You know, that's crazy. There's a lot of flaws in our law enforcement um, and for sure uh, judicial system. Yep, and I that I mean, what a time for her to bring that up now when there's DNA like such so much yeah. more, like there's so much m more ways to be able to prove right this. So I'm hoping that they take it seriously. Yeah, but that is insane. I mean, it certainly seems like they are. Um, I hope that that remains the case. Um, oh. So. I wonder if we'll see a follow-up uh, article yeah. for that soon. That's so interesting. I would, I would love a follow-up. There was a second, there was a second yep. version of the story uh, with a couple extra details, but nothing too vastly different. Um, you know, essentially, they're looking into it, and uh, yeah. So maybe we'll get an, maybe we'll have another update here in the next weeks or months and to that sucks that she's had to live with that her whole entire life yeah i mean the trauma of that right regardless of whether or not a child knows what's happening um it's certainly traumatic especially considering um especially considering she felt that she was not coming down from the well right you know her her dad certainly you know was not um, did not seem like a very reputable character, so Ugh. really unfortunate. Really sad. Definitely. But I, yeah, I would really be interested to see where that goes. Yeah. So, uh, in interesting story. I mean, I'm gonna be looking out for updates. We'll... For sure. When you sent me that, I read it, and I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I mean... When you see 50 to 70 women, I mean, it's just, and then just, and, and then I've to heard, have your children help you. Yeah. Is, That's next level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never been to Iowa, but from what I hear, it's, there are some, you know, more remote oh, yeah. areas of Iowa. So I don't know for where sure. that is, but. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Yeah, I was one of those, I don't know, you don't hear a whole lot out of Iowa, you know what I mean? It's kind right. of like Wyoming. You don't really hear or meet many people from no. these places. But Just farmers. Middle of the U.S., so. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, well, this <laughs> this article that I found, which I read the title and I was just like, hmm, I don't know if I would do this. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, see what you say I have to say about it. But the title of this article is, Would You Fork Over 57K to Be Buried Alive? No, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> so... But this is interesting. I took a second. I took a second to really consider it. Um, <laughs> um, is offering a unique opportunity to its customers. Um, it's the chance to experience their own funeral by being buried alive for 3.5 million rubles, which is approximately $57,000 in American money. Um, this week, the company founder, and I cannot pronounce this name, Mm-hmm. Um, but the first name is Yakaterina, I believe. The last name, I can't even, there's no way. But she announced a, um, a new venture that promises to help clients discover their talents and psychic abilities, as well as deal with their fears and anxieties after the funeral. The, um, this person described the morbid offering as a true symbol of fighting for yourself and your own happy future in an Instagram post announcing the venture. Uh, it says for about $15,000, you can attend your own final goodbye with the online funeral package. <laughs> this is marketed as a way to reduce stress and anxiety. If you want a more immersive experience, you can choose the full immersion funeral option, which will bury customers for up to an hour. <laughs> the full immersion package includes a religious ceremony and a revival that is supposed to make people aware of their mission and renew their desire to live. Would you be buried alive? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> and this article is from Paranormality Magazine. Wow. But, so, uh, if those being the circumstances, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I think that I'm pretty, I'm pretty good handling all of those things on my own. I'm not interested in doing that. Um, that's, that would be, I mean, that, Talk about, I mean, you have to deal with all of the anxieties afterward. I mean, you're basically creating trauma just to have to I know. To me, this is, like, completely, like, backwards, and there's no way that I would... I don't feel like this would help me feel at ease about dying one day. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I just um, thought that was really weird. Oh, in the meantime, I wanted to talk about the ant's face that you, that you sent me, the close-up of that oh ant. Oh gosh. Let's talk you, about that. If you guys haven't seen that, you need to uh, Google the close-up image of an ant's face. Because it's that is a demon. That is a demon, and I don't care what you tell me, that is a demon. <laughs> I can't, first of all, I can't believe that was the first time they've ever done that. I know. And they've had to have done that before, but looking at it, it looks horrifying. It's like extremely horrifying. It, even I the little hairs on his chin. Back to look at it again. <laughs> even the little hairs on its chin. The hairs. 
And then it's red eyes. Red eyes, the antenna. Which looks like horns coming out of it. Dead. <laughs> it it looks like a demon. Something it really does. Like a horror movie. And that's like the first sentence of this uh, article. Just says, "No, this isn't an image of a monster from a fantasy movie." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Looking at this ant close up is like, I. That was not what I expected to see. No. When you sent that to me, I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's from a movie. Like some, what movie is this from? You know? Uh, No, that's an ant. (laughs) Yeah. It's terrifying. It is horrifying. Oh my gosh. That was really something. Could you imagine, could you imagine someone creating a horror movie with those? Like that, that's, I, Mm -mm. that's exactly what I. I'm sure they will now though, after seeing that face. I'm sure somebody will. (laughs) It'll come up in some, some horror movie. Maria and I have been watching Unsolved Mysteries lately, the latest season, mm-hmm. volume three, if you will. So we're going to do some spoilers, so if you don't want to hear the spoilers, because you haven't watched it, yeah. maybe skip over this part. But Yeah, skip ahead. Definitely watch it if you haven't, because it is, it's good. Yeah, some of these are really, really interesting. Um mm-hmm. I mean, there's there there's a, quite a few of them, Maria, that I I am confident I know exactly what happens. And I think everybody I mean, does. And I don't yeah. know how they're unsolved. You know, like that's what really gets me. Those memes that you see where it's like, wait, <laughs> they don't solve it at the end of this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, that's the thing is like you have to go into it with the full like understanding that these are not solved cases which is hard because Mm -hmm. you at the end you know in this sort of like true crime paranormal you know environment that we're in you know we want things to be solved and like we want answers to things but these I mean very clearly we're not getting answers however yeah the episodes that we've seen so far are I mean... Like, you know what had to have happened. Yeah, like, you know, you don't know, but you know. Right, exactly. So... What's your favorite one so far? I was was just looking at them. The ones, I think the one that is probably sticks out in my head the most is the first one about Tiffany. Um, And, you know, her being struck by that train. They're, I mean, they all stick out in my head for one particular reason or another. But yeah. Tiffany is certainly one that left uh, an impression on me. Um, the, the you know, girlfriend who completely mutilated her, her husband. I mean, that's just my personal uh, yeah. feeling on it. I believe that she was just not having him being with anyone else. Um, that one was crazy too. And she's just out there, Buffalo Jim. But she's out there in Michigan, where we live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or Ohio, I guess. Yeah, I mean, or somewhere. I don't know where she is. Clearly, nobody yeah. does. But <laughs> yeah, it's possible she moved. I think they said that she. There were times when she was in Georgia as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so she's out there somewhere and oh man, I mean, these are just very intense, intense stories. Um, but what's crazy to me about real quick, just about that one, uh, yeah. where he was found on the, on the highway, uh, you know how the Brian laundry story and Gabby, whatever her name is, yes. went, you know. I guess you could say viral <laughs> this mm-hmm. case. But I mean there was a manhunt out for him for how long and they couldn't friggin' find him. Mm-hmm. And then with this guy and this girl, it's like why aren't why isn't there a manhunt out for him? Like they didn't know for sure that he they knew that he did. So mm-hmm. I just it's crazy to me. Well they did. I mean they did say that they had um for a while, I think, right? U.S. Marshals for a while. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing, is that I really think that she escaped... She escaped suspicion as far as, you know, where she was at that time because, you know, she she was known to wear wigs. She was known to have, like, a yeah. different appearance. True. And so it could be really easy for her to just, you know, throw on a blonde wig or a red wig or... You know, something that would throw them off Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't even be looking for that. It's like, it's hard because especially like, you know, if someone's walking away from you, you're not going to see their face. You might see their, you know, typical, you know, body type, you know, know, but, but it's going to be really difficult to um, identify her just on those things. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can see they might miss it, but oh, that one is that one is rough because those people exist out there, you know, know. who are just and and she's not the only one, and that's what's really terrifying. Yeah, it is very terrifying. Yeah, for sure. What's that percentage where it's like, I can't remember, but how many times you walk past a serial killer in your life? Yeah, I mean, or drive past them. It's that's that work with one or. <laughs> Golly, yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely terrifying, and uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, my favorite. I'm trying to think. My favorite unsolved so far is either the the Michigan UFO episode, episode two, or the one. The um, what is the Bigfoot one? I don't remember the names of the titles, but oh yeah, that's the uh, ranger, the uh, paranormal rangers. Oh my gosh, that is yeah. those two are my favorite. Yeah. I like the, the unsolved, the true crime ones are interesting too, but those two are just really stood out to me. But I tend yeah. to like that a little bit more than true crime anyway. But mm-hmm. um. That, yeah, I mean, they just blew me away. I am definitely, as I mentioned in my intro, I am definitely more skeptic-leaning. Yeah. But I have to admit, when I watched the West Michigan UFO case on Unsolved Mysteries, I think it's episode two. Yeah. That is really hard to refute there were there were reports all over michigan but several dozens 
on the west side of Michigan, right. all at the same time, right? With with phone calls, and all of the know, same, all the same exact, all the same story. Story. There were pilots <clears throat> going from going from Chicago. Yeah. So if you don't know, there are planes that go from Chicago to Detroit constantly. Constantly. And their path goes right across Lake Michigan. Yep. And so pilots were even reporting. There were, I think they said a couple of pilots that were reporting that they had seen it. Um, that they had seen these lights that were dancing across the water and it's like, or dancing in the sky um, over the water. And so, I mean, that's quite remarkable. I was watching, and... hoping, I'm like, I'm I will not believe this story. I was telling myself, I will not believe this story if they don't have one pilot stating that they, yeah. that they didn't <laughs> see it. Because I know I've taken that, I've flown that path before. Uh-huh. I'm like, there's Same. no way that yeah. this happened and no pilot saw it. I know. There's no way. Especially with the amount of, like you said, air traffic over yes. like Michigan from Detroit to Chicago. Yes. And, and, and so, and then when they said that, I said, okay. <laughs> Done. Case closed. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't, you know, argue that, that, yeah. I mean, that's really something. So I don't, I, look, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. I didn't hear about it. I was not, you know, aware of it. But what year did it happen? It was 93. Yeah. Or 96. I was young, so I mean, yeah. I obviously wouldn't remember. I asked my dad if he remembers it. He's like, "Yeah, I remember hearing about it." Mm-hmm. And that's all he said about it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Really? I mean, that I think what really got me with that episode was the meteorologist that worked at the um, National Weather Service mm-hmm. in Muskegon. Um, or I think that's where it was, but Mm -hmm. I mean, he got the call and he, you know, is tracking it on radar and he knows the difference between the storms that come through and what swamp gas, it wasn't that just, it's hard. It's when it's a scientist that is able to be dumbfounded. That's really when I think it kind of kicks in for me too. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, this really intelligent, educated scientists mm-hmm. can't figure out what it is right. but what sucks about that too you know he saw it and everything on the radar but then he had to move jobs because of it yeah. which sucks mm-hmm. but at the same time you know now he's back trying to figure it all out mm-hmm. which is cool that he can do that but yeah I'm just I couldn't once that part once he told that part of it I was just yeah, that's just crazy to me. I can't. Yeah. I can't say that I wouldn't believe it at that point. Yeah, it's hard not to. The other one that I found interesting, obviously, was the the. I just watched it yesterday, or I finished watching it yesterday, and I'm trying to think. Oh, where he said he's like I, am put on this assignment. He's like, great, this is like the X Files. I'm like, you know, like I'm like Fox, yeah. Fox and Mulder over here. <laughs> yeah sign me up that would be so interesting I'd be I'd do that job in a heartbeat I think I I couldn't believe the um 
the footprints mm-hmm. of that story. And at the very end, the quarters and the coins. Yes. That was a little. <laughs> the coins dropping was a li- and hitting people's heads was a little terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. What do you think? Do you believe in Bigfoot? I don't think so. I don't know. I. I mean, it's like here. I mean, here's what it is. I mean, I think people see what they see. I yeah. think that people probably saw what they saw, but was it Bigfoot? I mean, I I don't know. I don't think so, and I wouldn't want. I mean, maybe it's you know a species that is just not known to us yet. You yeah. know, I'm certain that's out there, but Bigfoot, I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. You know, people believed that it was this like paranormal type entity. But that's really that really turned out not to be the case. I think that they did some did some research and you know, it, it's like this there's this eel that Yeah. Could be I, just a large, very large eel that they're yeah. spotting. Yeah, and so it's, you know, I think it's something like that, but, you know, look, I'm open to being wrong. <laughs> right. Um, I have so... more of a problem believing the Loch Ness monster than I do with Bigfoot. And I'll tell you, because Bigfoot to me, I, I here's what I think. I think that Bigfoot is either an alien um, coming here to, like, he's disguised because Mm -hmm. they sometimes tend to see UFOs in the same areas that Bigfoot is in Mm -hmm. and that they're sightings of. And I, I also think that it could be an interdimensional creature that that's why we can never catch it Mm -hmm. photos of it or catch it because he's interdimensional. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's certainly possible. I definitely don't think it's just a creature we haven't discovered yet. I just don't think that's true. No. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like on that fence of like, what, what do we not understand yet? And how can I wrap my head around it yeah it's kind of like how we don't we've only discovered or we only know what 20 percent or something of how our oceans work or what our oceans for god's sakes like right and that's on our own planet Mm -hmm. we haven't discovered all of the ocean or whatever i don't know but Mm -hmm. you know thing yeah so there's definitely room for things to be unexplained anything else about uh unsolved mysteries no i mean i'm enjoying it i you know if you guys haven't caught it i definitely recommend getting getting caught up because Mm -hmm. there's some pretty fascinating episodes um that you really just get drawn into and before you know it the you know 45 minutes or so is up and you're just wondering like what in the world is going on so and then you've watched all three 
And then you're like, wait, I have to wait another couple weeks until I can watch the next three? <laughs> exactly. I think new, ep- new episodes come out on Tuesdays, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, they do like three at a time. Yeah. So the next episodes, we're, we're you know, going to be posting this on Halloween, so it'll be tomorrow. Yep. I can't wait for them to come yeah. out. It's really good. Yeah, very good. Very good stuff. Okay, well, I have something creepy to talk about. Really excited about this. (laughs) So, in this particular, just all of this that I'm about to talk about gives Mm -hmm. me the creeps, like, big time. And I'll go into it, but we're gonna, I'm gonna tell you about the hat man today. And Jessica... Do you know anything about the Hat Man? Have I you know heard nothing about, the, about hat the Hat Man. Never heard of it. I have well, hilarious beliefs initially about what this could be, <laughs> but I know I'm going to be very wrong. Um, I assume the man does not sell a bunch of hats. No. Uh, to his to his, you know, neighbors and family and friends and all that. No, he is not a hat salesman. That is for yeah. sure. Got it. Okay. I guess maybe not now he may have been at one time maybe (laughs) okay but uh so i'm going to this is actually a little article i'm going to read off of that is from the podcast guide to the unknown which i actually have not listened to i i think it's on my list of podcasts to listen to but um the the host of that show wrote Kristen Anderson wrote this article. It's from 2019, so it's not too far um, in the past. But, okay, so this is kind of what people categorize the hat man. Um, And I'll, I'll preface this by saying a lot of the people see the hat man, we've talked about sleep paralysis before, in sleep paralysis, uh episodes or whatever you want to call them okay um along with sometimes people see like the old lady um what do they call her i don't know there's some creepy old demon grandma looking thing but this particular entity is categorized alongside of shadow people which we haven't really talked about i don't think yet but shadow people are kind of known to just be darker than dark which if you can imagine looking in a dark room and not really being able to see anything but then you see something darker than the dark room (laughs) that is kind of how what shadow people are or I've listened to other podcasts explaining them as being kind of things that you see on the corner of your eye um type things but they're just shadows and they're not you don't really see details um but so what he looks like the hat man is said to have a solid outline in contrast to wispy shadow people some people report him in old-timey clothes uh, a long trench or cape and various hats usually a top hat fedora or a gaucho hat and then in parentheses it says think southwestern cowboy which fits since the Shadow Realm is nothing if not an uncontrollable Wild West. Um, the Hat Man sometimes carries a gold pocket watch, and that 
that he'll occasionally look at, which suggests that he's sticking around long enough to be curious about the time. Some have seen him with red eyes. Others report a featureless, dark face. He's always very tall, six foot minimum. Um, some people have even quoted it as being like eight to ten foot tall. This being, uh, causing him to crouch and to hunch over, uh, which prob which probably suits him just fine, since the majority of the times he comes to people in some phase of sleep, uh, whether they're falling asleep or waking up, but he has also been seen when people have been awake. And I'm just going to pause really quick because I just listened, and the reason why I'm doing this, ep- this on this episode is because I just listened to an episode on this podcast that I started listening to, which is actually very interesting. It's called uh, Other World, and they did a two-parter on this these brothers that basically had the same experience, but part of it they didn't know because until they did the episode, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how um, they both saw the hat man basically in this like in the same type of dream. They were both having like the same dream, and long story short, their mom also had the same type of thing happen to her. Mm-hmm. So it was like a whole family affair type thing. But mm-hmm. they were seeing it when they were awake as well. So, okay. uh, but you should probably listen to that episode if you ha- if you haven't because that podcast is really good. I binged it in like two days there's only like six episodes out right now but anyway yeah um so he mostly just watches arching over your bed and putting out a super malicious presence it's said that you can feel he's completely evil and wants to do you harm uh he may put out the scary vibe for a deliberate reason because it creates fear in his subject that he can then feed off of a lot of times they say like uh you know ghosts or entities like that feed off of our energy mm-hmm. so oh, if you're scaring it or if you're scared of what you're seeing it's feeding off of that energy basically mm-hmm. so um this may be the main purpose of the hat man's visit your bedroom is his demonic gas station and baby you're super unleaded <laughs> oh man uh he has two other common methods of viewing his prey watching through the mirror or sitting watching from the corner Again, the corner thing, they creep me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, these methods are the most dis- disconcerting to me. Uh, what demonic conf- what demonic confines is working within that force that force him to use a secondary source slash the mirror to watch you? Or is it somehow amplifying his gaze? When he's in the corner, is his male- malevolence, I can never say that word, so innate and casual that he doesn't even have to get up? However, although he's just creeping on maybe lucky, the Hatman occasionally violently attacks people in some cases, um, or sometimes not. But in either case, when he vi- finally leaves, he shows another contrast to shadow people by actually using the door and either walking or gliding through it, as opposed to simply just disappearing or dissipating. So it's like he uses the, the door. Like, let me just see myself out. Like, walks through the door. Yeah. Oh. So, as wow. far as his nocturnal appearances go, the Hatman often shows up when people are having sleep paralysis. He can direct other shadow people to terrorize you. Uh, oh, here it is. Like directing the old hag, which is another common visitor during sleep paralysis, to sit on your chest. 
Um, he can appear to anyone at any time, but patterns show that often comes around people who are in turmoil, not unlike the appearance of poltergeists who feed off of a strong energy of distress in order to manifest. Uh, there have also been near-death experiences who reported seeing the hat man and apparently greeting them to take them to hell. <laughs> no thanks. Right. Um, and then this just says, so what is he? The, the broadest definition would say he's a dark entity. Some say he's an interdimensional being, a demon, or even the devil himself. The latter theory springs from a story of a German sh- soldier who saw him, asked who he was, and he answered, Scratch. Also, in support of this theory, is that some have said invoking the name of Jesus gets him to walk out the door. Um, but my favorite theory, this is the article, is that the hat man is an astral, astral projection, someone traveling outside of their human body to terrorize people without risk of being caught. What kind of total psycho would have an intention strong enough to make this happen? I don't know. And I bet they're wearing a fedora. <laughs> wow. So yeah, just a couple creepy, creepy things. People see him a lot, like during sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Very tall, always wearing a hat. So everybody that has like the same experiences, or everybody has everybody that has an experience with the Hat Man has the same like experience type mm-hmm. of experience. Interesting. <laughs> and then I've never seen anyone that's like that pronounced in like my dreams or anything like that it's always people I know or like more of like a feeling that you know there's this scary person after me or it's I but I never it's very rare that I would that I would see someone Mm -hmm. so that's it's kind of a new sort of story for me yes and so this guy and I never knew this existed until the other day this guy named Timothy Brown M Brown Jr. he has this website thehatmanproject.com he's had an experience and then he started this website where people could submit their stories Um, he first started the project in 2001 he collected a few stories that he could find on find on the web at the time but since then um the site has received hundreds of stories from people all over the world and then in this little blip about him on the website it just says and after years of research i have finally came to the conclusion of who or what the hat man is why he is appearing now why he is appearing to people all over the world and what to do if you ever have had an encounter with him and he's currently writing a book about it called The Hat Man Revealed. Um, but this website, you can read stories that people have submitted about him, or like about seeing him. But I was going to read one. But before I do that, I wanted to get your thoughts. What do you think? <laughs> In general? Yeah. I mean, it's wild to me. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like one of. It's kind of like the, um, the, like what are the uh, children with the black eyes? Black yeah. eyed children, black eyed kids. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It. I mean, it kind of. It's. It's just this. 
it's just a foreign concept to me because I, you know, unless yeah. I've experienced it myself, it's, it's like really hard to <clears throat> wrap my head around. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really interesting. What gets me is that they're seeing like all of these different people from all over the world are seeing it and having similar experiences with it, the same right. guy. Right. So how could that just be like, how could there be a scientific, like, I don't know how there could be a scientific explanation. explanation for that. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I really but... don't know. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to describe. I mean, well, but it's I'm, interesting. I'm going to read you one of the stories that was posted on here. Sure. Um, this is actually submitted on the 15th of October, so recently. Mm-hmm. It's just titled, When the Hat Man Would Visit. Uh, when I was a kid, maybe eight or so, I don't really remember the exact age, I saw the hat man in my room. He appeared to be sitting in a chair next to my bed. He had the brimmed hat and what seemed to be a trench coat. It was just a shadow of a person with no real detail of the actual person, just the clothing. It never made a sound or moved much. It would scare the shit out of me every time I saw it. It just sat there looking at me. Every once in a while, I would think I could see the light reflecting on the eyes like they were wet. I couldn't see the eyes, but I could sometimes see the wetness like they were there, if that makes any sense. Uh, sort of. Um... I decided one day that I would just stop looking at it and turn my back on it. I was scared to not look at it, but I didn't know what else to do. After a while, I would feel something poking my back. I felt like someone digging in their knuckle into my back, and it was very painful. I decided to lay on my back because I thought, if he can't get to my back, he can't do it anymore. And I think this is just like a kid, so, you know, this is like a kid's thought process. Uh Um, Well, when they were a kid. But it happened anyway. It didn't matter how I would lay down. It happened if I didn't look at the guy in the chair. I had my mom come in and it didn't show up with her there. I asked her to wait out, wait about an hour after I went to bed and then come in and see if I was alone. She said she didn't see anything and I never, and I never saw it when anyone else was around. This went on for what seemed like a couple of years. One day I decided I was going to try some stuff to see what results I would get. I was still having a hard time convincing myself what I was seeing was real. I've always been very much into science and seeing things in that way as it made the most sense to me, but this didn't fit that world at all. The experiments. I decided that I would put things on the chair. If he can't sit down, maybe he just won't. He sat there anyway. I put some tacks and pins on the chair so I could maybe hear it if it made a noise, if it hurt, or maybe I would just deter it from sitting there. It sat there anyway and made no noise. I thought, okay, then uh, I will surprise it by hitting it with something suddenly. My plan was to have a wooden pole that I would lay next to my bed. It was about the size of a baseball bat, just thinner, so I could maneuver it faster. I was going to wait until I saw it sitting there, and I was going to swing at it, swing at the chair as hard as I, as hard as I could. The night, as that night, as soon as I saw it sitting there. I would very slowly move my hand onto the pole while watching it carefully. I swung the pole according to plan, and it hit the chair hard enough to wake everyone in the house up, but I didn't hit anything else. The only plan I had left was to use light as my defense. 
my mom wouldn't let me sleep with the light on and wouldn't let me have a flashlight in my bed, so, which, that's mean. So again, I decided I would just leap from my bed as fast as I could to turn the light on. Either I wasn't fast enough, or like everything else, it had no effect. I've never had sleep paralysis, or been held down by anything like that. I did sleepwalk a fair amount of times, though, apparently. I would find my way outside and stand in the yard looking at the sky. <laughs> Not sure if that has any relevance, but there it is anyway. Um... There was one other time I saw something similar. It was another shadow person, same house, but much later in life, and no hat this time. It was late at night, and I was on the computer. I must have been 16 or so at that point. I saw a shadow out of the corner of my eye. I have seen things out of the corner of my eye for some time, and every time I look, it's gone. Not this time. I looked at it and saw its head move as if it looked back at me. It was in a dark room, but... The black of the person was blacker than the darkness, if that makes sense. Again, no features or anything, just a shadow in three dimensions. I stood up because I thought it was an intruder. I grabbed a stapler off the desk, and as I went to take a step forward toward it, I saw it turn the other way, take a step or two, and it was gone. It didn't move out of sight, just disappeared. One second, there was a solid object in front of me moving and interacting with me, and the next it just wasn't there, like... It never was. And then it just says, super creepy stuff. I've only just realized that other people have been seeing this stuff too. I'm not someone who is into weird stuff or that is gullible or just waiting for something special to happen to me. No drugs or substance abuse of any kind either. I'm now in my 40s and haven't seen anything in some time. Just to, just providing some rough demographic for me. Oh. The end. You know, a lot of these <laughs> people that we read about are like interacting with these entities that they're seeing. Uh huh. They must be very brave because I would not. I, I could not. I, you know, I would be terrified that, you know, I could not interact. I could not swing a bat. I could not, you know, <laughs> I would be out of that room quicker than you could imagine. I just, it's just very mind-boggling to me. They're not scared, apparently, because I just, you know, (laughs) I just find that to be, to be crazy. Um, I'd be screaming my head off. Yeah, yeah, for (laughs) sure. But my mom told me the story about me when I was a kid, and I, (laughs) I just recently remembered this. I apparently used to have night terrors when I was, like, little, little. Mm-hmm. Like three, she said. One time, I woke up screaming, and they had to, <laughs> they had to, they got me up out of bed and like turned the light on in the kitchen and took me into the kitchen and I, they, I was still asleep and I was just screaming in my sleep, mm-hmm. and they, my mom said that she had to slap me <laughs> to wake me up. <laughs> oh no! Like, not hard, but just like you know, like slap, you know, like slap her yeah. cheeks or whatever, and that like woke me up. But she said I had night terrors like that as a kid which is weird because I I have sleep paralysis now so I wonder if that has anything to do with it yeah I mean maybe maybe it's sort of evolved into that I don't know I don't know a whole lot about it but this next one is a little creepy that I just found it's a little shorter but um it's called the hat man in the tree and it says I wish to remain anonymous but I just want to point out that the hat man I saw when I was a kid, wasn't just a nightmare or sleep paralysis. 
I experienced sleep paralysis when I was seven years old and had nonstop nightmares about all the things you can imagine. But I never dreamt about those sleep paralysis demons. I've only seen them as shadows in the corner or crawling around my room when waking up from a dream. So he would see it when he woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, or she, I don't know who this is, but... When I was around 12 or 13, I was riding my bike up and down my street, and my house at the time had wired gates. You can still see the backyard with the big tree standing there. Uh, I felt a sinister presence and turned my head to look behind me. When I looked at the big tree, I saw the hat man waving at me. The distraction caused me to hit a parked car, and I fell into a bush. (laughs) I got up and ran to the tree to tell him to leave, but he was gone. My mother asked me what was wrong when I got home and how I got hurt. I don't remember what white lie I had made up that day um, and told her, but I have never forgotten that experience, seeing that man. Again, (laughs) how would you run at at it? I would run into the house and tell my mom there's a man waving at me in the tree. Yeah, I would would certainly be, especially as a kid. (sighs) I mean, kids do weird things, so. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I no interacting for me, that's for sure. <laughs> you won't catch me interacting with any uh, paranormal or, you know, foreign entities. Yep. Uh, not me. Do you care if I read one more? Yeah, go ahead. This one is called Hat Man on the Roof. It's another little shorter one. Uh, It says, I'm 34, and I would say this happened about 10 years ago. Throughout my life, I've experienced sleep paralysis and had a few other intense dreams. I was asleep, and all of a sudden, it was pitch black and with a tiny bit of light shining on the roof of the house. The dream was completely focused on the roof. I could hear footsteps echoing, then the hat man would appear. He was a black figure with no face. He had a hat on and a trench coat. He had tail and hooves for feet. Ugh. I watched him walk across the roof. He wanted all the attention on him. I woke up, and that was was the end of it. I woke up. It was so different from any dream I've ever had, and so much more intense than I had to look into the... I had to look and make sure... uh, I had to look into it. Sorry, I can't read. And make sure it was, you know, the hat man. If it helps for my research purposes, my mom also has had these weird dreams, but she has never seen him. So she's had similar, similar dreams, but... That's another wow. thing. It's like when other people in your family are experiencing the same dreams. Ugh. Yeah. There, there's been a lot of people that you've mentioned that are having similar experiences that are related. So. Right. That's very strange. Um, here's another one called Hat Man in My Hallway. The year was 1998 and I was 19. I was in the kitchen with my younger sister doing the dishes while she washed, I dried. Uh, We were talking and joking when I backed up into the wall. A few minutes later, something came, something down the hall caught my eye. I turned and immediately screamed, almost dropped the dish I was drying. That would be me. My sister quickly approached and asked what was wrong. I was incoherent. She looked down the hall where I was wildly pointing, but she couldn't see anything except the closet door where the hat man stood. Um... Hatman appeared to me completely black. He stood around 6'5". Where a face should have been was just solid black void. He wore a black fedora and a floor-length black coat, trench coat. The coat was so long I could not see his feet or his hands. So this person was awake when they saw it. Yeah, everyone sees the same thing. I mean, and 
you know, I don't know if these are true, but yeah. I I can't say they're not. You know, why would I tell somebody's experience isn't real? So yeah, I just don't like the. I think I did mention this before. I don't like it. The stories of people being watched while they sleep. Yeah, and that's, that's... What this creepy dude does. <laughs> Yeah, I would prefer not to be watched while I sleep. <laughs> that's that's always a very creepy... Just being watched in general is just too much. Very much stalker vibes. Here's one more. I'll read one more. This one's called The Hat Man in My Doorway. It's another sort of short one. So It says, I must have been six or seven years old when it started. It was the early 1980s. I lived in San Diego, California at the time. We lived in an average house in an average neighborhood. I was an imaginative child, and I always enjoyed make-believe. It is no wonder that my family didn't believe me when I began to tell them that there was a man who stood in the doorway at night. Yee, I don't like that. I remember waking up night after night, terrified as I saw him there. Just writing this makes me sick to my stomach. He was dressed in a hat and a long coat. I never saw his face or even the color of his clothing. I could see his shape from the nightlight in the darkness. He never passed the threshold of my bedroom door, but he stood there for what felt like forever. I would just sit in my bed and stare at him. My body racked with fear, so scared I could not scream or cry. Terrified that if I moved or turned my eyes away, he would come get me. Once he left, I would run to my sister's room and crawl in bed with her. This became a nightly occurrence and went on for years. 38 years later, I happened to be watching a documentary about nightmares and saw that the people have seen the same man. I could not believe it. I still can't. Why? Why me and no one else in my house? I still shudder when I think of this. For all of the, for all the others who shared in this horror, you are not alone. Wow. <laughs> That's wild that she, that she watched, you know, a story about it. And then realized, oh, I'm not the yeah. only one experiencing this. Well, that's all I had. Um, yeah. Just wanted to read some creepy Hatman stories. This the Hatman uh, project is the website. It's just thehatmanproject.com. It's pretty cool. You can read the stories. You can read his story. Um, the guy who runs the site. It's kind of long, so I didn't want to read the whole thing on here, but you can go there and read his story. I mean, mm-hmm. it's creepy. No thanks on interacting with the hat man. <laughs> I know. I've always, <laughs> you know, I've had encounters where I think I see something out of the corner of my eye, mm-hmm. but not not, a, not the hat man. Right. Yeah, I've, I've not had any, nor do I wish to have any experiences me. With a hat man. Me either. Uh, if you have had any hat man stories, send them to us because yeah. we'd like to hear them. Send us all of your stories in general as well. We'd love to read some of those on the pod. Um, that would be really fun just getting yes. know, reactions and things like that. It would be really great. Yeah, so you can email those to us at ycmopod at gmail.com. Uh, I recently started a, tr- a Twitter for us. It's the same thing, ycmopod. That's the handle. I'm not super, like, Twitter-friendly. <laughs> I don't, like, use it very often, but 
I started one for us there. And then, obviously, Instagram, same thing. You can follow us on there. But, yeah, that's how you can find us. Yeah. And uh, happy Halloween. Oh, my gosh. Happy Halloween. Yeah. It's kind of a landmark landmark uh, episode for our podcast. I hope we did creep you out a little bit with the hat man because... (laughs) I mean, if you Google what he looks like, too, you'll be creeped out. I don't, yeah. like, I don't like it one bit. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you check out the the ant, the close-up of yes. the ant as well. And please, please Google that, because it is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and catch, catch Unsolved Mysteries over on Netflix. Yep. Watch that, too. <laughs> and you won't be disappointed in that, either. <laughs> That's right. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. We'll see you next time. And don't forget to tell us your story. Email us your stories because I want to read yes. them. And if they're creepy enough, maybe we'll have you even, you know, come on the podcast and read them out loud. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. All right, cool. Well, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, creeps. See you next time. <laughs>